Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. This is episode 80. It's a closed set. Hi Brendan. Hi Dan. How are you doing? Fine. We had a a fun weekend. It's winter here in New York City. Thank God we got the rose, not the rose, (laughs) rose is over. Red wine season has begun. Yeah, we had a fun weekend celebrating, um... Friend to the show, Jamie Missy. It was her birthday. Yeah, and it was just a weekend of birthday events. Yeah, so we went to Dave & Buster's. Have you ever been to Dave & Buster's before? Not in Times Square. Yeah, I haven't been to the one in Times Square. I went to one in, like, Philadelphia in 2005. I feel like I went to one in the suburbs at one point. But, like, I was sort of not dreading it, but I was like, this it's going to be a Zoobly Zoo. It's going to be, like, so scary. But I ended up having a great time. Yeah, it was Zoo-ish, but not, like, unbearable. <clears throat> and I had a great time as well, because one of my favorite games was present and accounted for. So we were at this birth... Let me remind you, it was a birthday party that we were all socializing at, having fun, hanging out, like, going to different games... Dan didn't leave this one game where they just pushed tokens that, that he actually did when we were at the Jersey Shore yeah, for like two hours. Listeners of the show may remember my obsession with this game when He's, we went to the Jersey Shore. He sat there for like hours and it's sort of rude when you're in that sort of setting because like you're supposed to be like hanging out and having fun. Do you want to go play this game? Do you want to go play this game? But for anyone to socialize with you, they had to come stand next to you and yeah, but, not have fun. No, but I had a nice... Uh, conversation with Honey Mustard Girl. Because I, uh, they had to come stand next to you. I wasn't forcing anyone. They could do whatever they want. I know, but like... Ugh, it but was... we, we had a pre-event. We had a post-event. And I ended up walking out with a great 
Super Mario mug. That was the the next part of like this Looney Tune was in that gift shop for like twenty minutes while the rest of us were standing and waiting with our coats on, ready to walk out the door. Well, I wanted to make proper use of my tickets. I know, but like normal human beings who care about other people would like be like, oh. It's fine. Let's go. I'll grab this, this, this. Let's make this quick. Because it's like free money. It's not free money, but it's like... That's not the end of the day. (laughs) Everyone had a great time. I I think I actually got cooler um, prizes than you. I mean, the thing is, we're going to throw out the stuffed animals because like, I don't need that shit. But the Super Mario mug, I'm actually going to keep. I'm keeping my Donkey Kong stuffed animal because I'm now a gamer. I mean, I'll donate... The Charmander and Pokeball and Pikachu had, if you would like to no, do that. No, I have like we have this like chicken stuffed animal on a chair in my living room, and actually mm. like it's also brown, so it like goes with the Donkey Kong yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Oh, and then I forgot we went to Joanne Trattoria. How could you forget this? You you've been like tweeting about it. Pretty much every day since we've been there. Well, no, I forgot in the last one minute because I was ready to move from that subject matter into, like, stuff we usually talk about. But um, it was the time of my life, the restaurant I never knew, the experience I've always wanted. Beautiful, beautiful evening. The food everyone deserves. The food everyone (laughs) deserves. Uh, we We pretty much started the night with the bartender laughing at us. Because Alex was hooting, ho- hooting and hollering about like, oh, this is the hallway where Dorinda went outside to go smoke a cigarette. Like screaming it so the whole room could hear. Mm-hmm. And the bartender laughed at us. Well, I mean, she was standing right there. The room is like, it's a very small yeah, space. smaller than I would have thought. When you walk into, like when you walk into the establishment, like you're at the bar. Yeah. And also that framed photo of... Joanne that's at grandma's house mm-hmm. is staring you right in the face as soon as you walk in. You know what that photo reminds me of? You know in Matilda when... I haven't seen Matilda. Okay, never mind. Love Moving Mara on. Wilson, Moving on. If you're a fan of Matilda, you know that there's a moment with a portrait and you'll know what I'm talking about. We don't have to get into it. Okay. Um, What's your review? Uh, well, we got, to, we got to sit at the backyard space where the Real Houses of New York sat. Well, first of all, I was keeping close watch on Carol's progress during the New York City Marathon Mm. and her Instagram story, and I started to realize, oh my god, we're going to dinner up near where the marathon ends, around the same time as when Carol's going to be ending the marathon. Could they be going to Joanne again? So they weren't. My eyes were peeled from my apartment all the way up. I walked to Joanne. And especially peeled because I noticed that Tinsley and Eric Goldie had been at PJ Clark's, which I mm. is right on the way. So didn't see them. But Joanne was beautiful. We sat at the table. Um, it was a great experience. And the food. Dan left kept something on, to be desired. Dan kept on whispering to like Alex, like, "Oh, I can cook clams better than Joanne can." I mean, I didn't cook that very dish, like, when we were down the shore. Mm-hmm. Much, like... And you, I bet you ordered that dish just so you could have this end result of saying this. Well, no, because I, I, te- I typically order a linguine with clams because I know there's probably not going to be cheese in it. Uh, it's a safe bet. Mm-hmm. And the clams were a little hard. Like, I like a nice little fresh clam. I think your teeth are just soft. Oh, okay. And They're then, soft like your 
wrists are limp. Despite my efforts to avoid cheese, no one wanted to order dessert, and I had told the waitress, like, whatever we order, put a little candle in for Jamie. Mm -hmm. So she ended up bringing out a little dainty mug filled with what looked like whipped cream or ice cream or some combination of the two. And we all, like, took a little nibble of it. It was ricotta. And I could tell as soon as I put it in my mouth that I spit it into my napkin and ran to the bathroom like Kyle Richards running away when Kim Richards is acting up. He made a huge scene to make a point about his fake cheese allergy. My mouth was like on fire until the next day. Prove it. (laughs) What do you want me to do? (laughs) Um, The most jarring moment of the night, though, came when we were about to leave. Like We were like standing up. Bills had been signed, I feel like. And... I I feel like I started singing Take My Hand and then Alex and Alex. chimed in yeah. and was like Stay Joanne and then there was an eruption. The room broke out in song. It I, was a sing along to title track Joanne. And <laughs> it was so jarring because like I got immediately really embarrassed and then like I feel like near the end I tried to b- join back in but it was all led it by this one up. woman in this in the middle. <laughs> It was so insane. Then she held up that they had bought the Joanne signature wine. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Which we should have gotten. Yeah. I mean, we, we started with the Pinot Grigio as two proud Grigio girls. Yes, we did. And transitioned to pictures of red sangria. Yeah. Because it was still sort of warm out. Yeah, it was. Uh, so you apparently want to live there. I want to go there every Sunday night. I would be very fine with not Ever really going back? <laughs> Not ever? I mean, like, maybe for a special occasion, but oh the way you speak of it makes it sound like... It's the it's home like... I've never wanted. I spent the hours after we were there just deep diving the Yelp reviews and being like, for the ones that were low, it's like, you're not telling the truth. Were the ones that were low saying what I was saying? No, not at all. Um, they, were, they were like, oh, Katy Perry's better. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> no, but in their minds they were saying oh, okay, that. Okay. Um, but there were some true fans in those comments. Okay. Shall we move on to uh, what's going on in the world around us? I mean, I think I could talk about Joanne for the next hour if anyone I... wants us just to do that. Maybe a, a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we learned, it's, and it's not really being shouted from the rooftops, but Real Houses of Beverly Hills has a premiere date December 19th. Mm-hmm. Like, days before Christmas. Yeah. Which seems weird. Yeah, but I was thinking a little bit about this, and, like, I don't know. You know, I think the first few episodes don't really matter of any Housewives franchise. Mm-hmm. Because people get sucked in when they, like, catch a a marathon on a weekend, and the way, the ratings, like, improve as the season progresses, with the, with the exception of the premiere. Right, but 19th is still in the range of, like, you're not really traveling yet for... The holidays, like you're still in the clear. Well, I think that this is it's premiering on a Tuesday, and like the the holiday travel bustle will probably begin like Thursday, Friday. Right. So they're in the clear, and then like people can forget <laughs> about it. And what better way to spend Boxing Day the next week, mm-hmm. but with tucking in with your family and an episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills? I know that's what I'll be doing with my family. Sure. So we don't really have any much more information other than like clips of all the players that we expect to be coming back. Right. And like Camille is on social media, like really playing it up 
that she's yeah. a part of this season. But I think it's like too little too late if she thinks she's getting a diamond. She wasn't she didn't go to Berlin. Yeah. But there was a a, a crazed fan account that said like Camille has sent her diamond. Didn't that Al- was Alex, your boyfriend. No, 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 no. <laughs> that wasn't him. He like sent us the crazed fan account. No, I only saw him tweeting at Camille saying, I hope you share center diamond with Holly Marie Combs or whatever. <laughs> the, the dream is so real. Um, yeah, and I... It's so interesting that the Real Houses of Beverly Hills always go to like a European city. Yeah. In the fall time. I don't know. And they're going to stay in hotels. Like, send them to the beach and get them in a house. Yeah. The Beverly Hills girls don't do a good trip. I mean, their trips have had iconic moments, but it's never because they're, like, crazed from staying up all night like the OC ladies, which we'll talk about. The one time when they were crazed was when Taylor was in a suitcase and they were in that little ski lodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that needs to be the direction we need to be going. And also, um, when they went in the Kim Richards planned trip to Ojai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, the fact that they had Kim Richards plan a trip on that show is really something. Yeah, that was also crazed because they were all in right? together. Yeah, there's that gif of Taylor Armstrong once again laughing with that huge goblet of wine in mm-hmm. her hands. Unwell. Evolution, come on. Yeah, Learn come on. some lessons from these other franchises. Like, you keep the OC ladies up until all hours of the night with no <laughs> sleep. Let's get Beverly Hills in there. Okay, quick side note. Last week, Lisa Renna got into a little mini Twitter spat with a crazed woman. Who, okay. So let's just, I'll just read it. Yeah. So it's this woman named Teresa Yaw. And she tweeted, hey, at Lisa Renna. You may have been rude to me just now on Ventura Boulevard, but guess what, bitch? I'm Shane Dawson's mom. So I got over it quickly. First of all, I have no idea who Shane Dawson is. I know. This took me on a journey. (laughs) So Lisa responded and said, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't know you. And I'm wondering how I was rude to you. Which apparently we learned from like the Reddit comments based on the YouTube video that was posted. There's that, an unwell YouTube video. That she, like, shouted Lisa Renna's name, and Lisa Renna, like, was with her daughter and looked at her inside and turned away. Yeah. Like, just in the middle of the street. And then this Shane Dawson person chimed in and said, at Lisa Renna, at Teresa Yaw, ladies, ladies, let's settle this right away on camera, or settle this the right way on camera and with a lot of wine. Wine emoji, wine emoji, camera emoji. Mm-hmm. And then Teresa Yaw said, I apologize for overreacting. You are not required to respond to strangers on the street. I'm a big fan and was too sensitive. I'm sorry. And then Lisa Rinna... The- Which, this was after, like, I think all the Shane Dawson super fans were, like, hounding her mentions. Yeah. She says, all good, Teresa. We should have a drink. So we learned Shane Dawson is, like... A YouTuber. A, a big YouTube, YouTube personality. Like he's one r- of like... written two books. Like the second tier of YouTuber. I don't think he's up there with like the Tyler Oakleys. I think he's like the next tier down. Yeah, but I think that's like pretty so high up. Well, right. Now we've got influencers in all shapes and sizes. Every, like every <laughs> which way. I don't know why I don't have a check yet. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, we're not going to check anytime soon because of the Nazis. I know. <laughs> well. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Carry on. And by later, I mean not Never. here. <laughs> Okay. Margaret Josephs is in some legal trouble with Vineyard Vines. 
So that's like a waspy clothing line. Isn't isn't it the elephant? Uh, not the elephant. The uh, the whale. Yeah, I think, and I think it's like sold on Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. I went to Martha's Vineyard once. Mm. Like but you won't come to Crownstown. Yeah, it was like when I was in college. Why don't you take this one, and I'll chime in with my legal. <laughs> You started. Um, according to legal documents obtained by allaboutthetea.com, Vineyard Vines accused Margaret's company of trademark counterfeiting, trademark counterfeiting, trademark infringement, unfair competition, and copyright infringement. The judge ruled in favor of Vineyard Vines, and the Macbeth Company, which is Margaret's, was ordered to pay $300,000 to Vineyard Vines for stealing their logo <laughs> and using it as... It, using it on Macbeth products. However, Margaret never paid Vineyard Vines the total 300000 agreement or judgments, and the company is now seeking $9.4 million in statutory and liquidated damages. Macbeth only made payments totaling $190,000, two-thirds of the amount of the agreed-to order. Which is a, a nice chunk. Yeah, and you should have read that. I, all those words are You're all those familiar. legal words. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really interesting. I mean, Margaret's stuff does look very like what's it's not not so much of Vineyard Vines, but what what like Vera Bradley or something? Isn't Vera that, Bradley, or yeah, like Poochie, those like bags that like yeah, the bags, the Vera Bradley, yeah. but like some of the other stuff looks like Poochie, which mm. Dorinda wears a lot about. Oh my God, we sound of. like two fashion queens right now, even though you spelt Chanel on Twitter, <laughs> like channel. channel. <laughs> Change the channel. I couldn't believe you got three likes on that. You <laughs> dragged me to hell. Uh, yeah, apparently she like filed for bankruptcy in response to this whole uh, lawsuit. And now here she is, just trying to like restart the brand. This goes all back to our conversation from, I think, last week. Like, how does she afford to have employees when she can't pay the rest of a $300,000 thing. Well, she's got the mom, which I'm sure is just, like, helping out. She's got two young women who I think are just probably, like, Sonia Morgan interns. Mm. So it's just, like, a ragtag bunch. It's a house of cards. But it seems to be, like, an actual line of clothing. I've seen her on the Today Show. Oh, okay. So that's something. Yeah. Yeah. But like the Sunday, no, not Sunday, like the Saturday version that doesn't really matter. Mm. Isn't that like the ABC equivalent of the uh, Paula Ferris <laughs> Good Morning America nonsense? Yeah. It's like, count. it was the people who were doing, um, they were also doing the Megan Kelly hour right before Megan started. Mm-hmm. The two women who did it with Al. Okay. All right. Let's move on to... I guess some sort of interview that Kelly Dodd did. I think it's also with All About the Tea, because they didn't, like, link over to something else, did they? The way they talked about it was they were reporting on it, but Mm -hmm. they they usually do reference what they're talking about, but they didn't in this circumstance. I don't know. They've Uh, got all the scoop. So, Kelly Dodd played a game of Mary, Date, or Ditch, uh, and they kind of went through each of the different cities. So what we'll do is we'll read her takes on each city, and you could say whether or not you agree with how she feels. Okay. Okay. So OC. For Terry Dubrow, she said, ditch Terry Dubrow because he's pompous. David Bador, I would probably date because he's cute, but he doesn't talk, so we would just have to date. And then Eddie Judge. Eddie is just marriage material. Kill Eddie. So I guess flip Terry and Eddie. Okay. 
flip type. I would marry Terry and have that champagne closet Mm-mm-mm. that okay. we never got to see on the show, by the way. I thought the champagne closet was... Oh, the, Terry was supposed to have one, too? I thought that's just, like, Charisse's ter- gig. No, Terry and Heather, like, <laughs> there was this whole champagne thing. Okay. Uh, so now we have New Jersey. Joe Giudice? The guy in the clink? No, I would totally ditch the Goomba. Oh my god, that's a gaming reference, right? <laughs> yes. Joe Gorga. I'd marry him because he's cute and got a good body. Chris Larita, date him. Mary Chris Larita, obviously, and I would pay, I'd go through the bankruptcy and all that with him, and I guess date Joe Gorga. I disagree. I feel like Joe Gorga is a good husband, despite things that occur during this episode. He's like such a misogynist asshole, and he has been like for at least the past season. I know, but in comparison, to, at least he doesn't. He's not getting in bankruptcy like the other two. <laughs> you know what? Love can conquer all. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, Beverly Hills, Ken Tog. Ugh, if I had to. Ugh, no. Ditch him. Gross. Oh my god. Mauricio Umansky. I would probably marry Mauricio because he seems like the most stable. David Foster. Date. Just so he could play some play me some music. I find it so interesting that she thinks Mauricio is the most stable. Like, I get it, but like, Todd seems like a rock, you know? I know, but she seems, she like, seems like the kind of person who like, does not want to be with someone that she doesn't want to fuck. True. Like some of these women like are fine with that. Yeah, but that's like not the tenet of this game, you know. Yeah, but for her, I think like Mary means like it means both. Oh right, but like yeah, okay. okay. So I guess I would marry Ken and f Mauricio and kill David. He left Yolanda <laughs> in her honor, despite your your future relationship with him. Okay, New York. Jason Hoppy, I would totally ditch that guy. He's a creeper. Tom D'Agostino, that guy gets around like a record. I honestly went to the Regency to see if he was there. And he's short, so not for me. Mario, Mario Singer, ditch. So she, she ditched, ditched all, all of them. Three. Um, Which for, the New York women ditched all three as well. I know, but I believe... It's so crazy that she went to the Regency, but not crazy at all, because I totally believe it. Yeah. Um, I would marry Mario because... He's been in a stable relationship since he left Ramona. Just saying. I mean, of the three, I would probably marry Tom just thinking, like, maybe I'm the right one. Because the other two are, are really crazy. Tom, okay. What do you mean? His first marriage was at 50. I don't think you're going to be the right one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, look, you have to like consider the other options. Nope. Jason Oppie is scary. Mm-hmm. And Mario would be the one to just date, obviously. I think Mario like is a man who wants a series of long relationships in his life. Like he just had like a midlife crisis with Ramona. Yeah, and I think he's going to be with this Casey, mm-hmm. I almost said Casey Anthony, but this person for like the rest of their lives. Okay. All right, so we have, you found this. I don't know how you came upon this. Well, you didn't do Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Atlanta, Croy Beerman. And she said, Mary Beerman for sure. He's got mm-hmm. a nice bod. Greg Leakes, ditch. Peter Thomas, ditch. I feel like Todd should have been an option here. Yeah. And over, But like Mary... Over who? Like over Greg. Greg yeah. Greg He's hasn't like, been in the picture yeah. for a while. But other than that, I would marry Croy. Yeah. Yeah, marry Croy. Maybe date Todd. Go okay. to OLG a couple times, 
and then ditch Peter. Awesome. Cool. So, so I don't know how I found this. Something, I was clicking around somewhere on the dark web. But as a friend of, I think this is really in your wheelhouse. <laughs> so give us an update on Leanne Lockins' police report, which she denied existing on the reunion this past week. Yeah, so she denied it. And the Dallas Observer found it. And I think it's, a, it's, I didn't do a deep dive into what the police report actually said, because I don't want to sully my friend's name. Um, but <laughs> I will say they did ask Leanne about it and it had claims from her ex-boyfriend. And she said, if you look at that record, you will see that the person who filed it said no prosecution, which means he recanted all of it. So I have, so have I ever been in a relationship that got ugly and the person got completely dramatic? 100%. Sure. Have I ever gone at someone with a knife? No, that's ridiculous. Well, we've learned there's no knives in the hands. They're just hands. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then the Dallas Observer or whatever reached out to the former boyfriend via Facebook message and he declined to comment on the allegation saying, oh no, that girl is crazy. Please tell me that my name isn't going to be in the Observer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfect quote. Put that on his tombstone. <clears throat> um, but then the Dallas Observer put in a tweet that Leanne did where someone had written mm. is there going to be a third season of Real Houses of Dallas and they tagged Leanne and she commented I won't be there which I don't believe there is no way in hell if she's not back there's not a Dallas season three I think she's playing a long game because I think she wants certain things from the producers. Hmm. I think she actually doesn't want to be doing this like social media game that the Dallas people love doing, like dragging each other all day, every day on social media. Yeah. And she said this on a Facebook live. She said this in person to me and also on a Facebook live she did with Deandra. So now we can reveal it that she wants a contract. And maybe I said this when we were on, but I don't think she wants caveats in her contract to make it so they can't do that kind of like extreme social media shit. Mm -hmm. And she said that Tamara got them to do it in OC. Yeah. Because Kelly was like acting like wild last year, apparently. Yeah. Well, she was. We saw it. Mm -hmm. So that's the juicy scoop. And I'm glad I got to like air my opinions after seeing that Instagram. It was actually a good Instagram live. They were doing it for a very long time. Wait, was that the like very blurry one that you sent me or was that a separate one? Yeah, but it got better. I think they got mm. onto a better Wi-Fi. It was at, <laughs> it was at Deandra's house. And I want to say it was, we didn't do anything Friday night, right? Mm. I think it was like Friday night and yeah, I was just like right. sitting on my couch watching them talk. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So, Let's get into some of our shows. We've got a lot to cover, y'all. We have a ton of shows to cover, uh, so let's do that. First, Shark Tank. We've been waiting for this. <clears throat> Bethany's appearance. We don't normally cover Shark Tank here, but this is obviously a special exception. Shark Tank is my favorite television show. It's also Alex's favorite television show as well. And Jamie Missy, friend of the show. Wow. <laughs> uh, I like it on in the background as I'm playing Nintendo Switch. Beat Mario Odyssey, beautiful mm -hmm. game. Uh, so it was a great episode, and I want her there every week. Yeah, I was thinking about this question about like who could they replace and put Bethany in, and just have, make her like the eighth shark or seventh. Add shark. her to the roundup. Yeah, 
Yeah, I liked her on it. I just don't know. Like, is her company big enough to sustain a Shark Tank type thing? Well, I think you're saying, like, the kinder version of does she have enough money to invest in all these people? Right, because I don't know... The financials. The financials and Shark Tank puts a disclaimer in front of every episode that says the deals are real if Mm. they decide to go through with the deal. Yeah. So I, like, wonder. But I love seeing her partner up with Lori. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was beautiful to help two women out and, like, help them rebrand. The no-mo mustache. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to make, like, a whole kit. A kit. I and, but, but Bethany was trying to make it a skinny girl kit. And I then, know. like, Mr. Fabulous stalked them out of it. <laughs> I, 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 this was actually, like, I was on the edge of my seat. Wait, his name isn't Mr. Fabulous. It's Mr. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when you said Mr. Fabulous, like, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wonderful. There should be, like, a drag king named Mr. Fabulous that's a Mr. Wonderful parrot. Mm, 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 Sorry, just like... But like, are drag kings out there doing it? Murray Hill. Really? Yeah. Like where? Out of what location? No, that's the most famous drag king's name. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were saying there was like a Murray Hill bar. No, Murray Hill and he became friends with Lou Ann and actually appears in the season four of... Real Houses in New York at the party where Luann performed at when she walked down the stairs in like the big plumes. I'm still the scholar. <laughs> I'm just a Murray Hill scholar. <laughs> um, no, but it was fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is like they had this meet the shark moment, which I'm like, I don't pay enough attention usually. So I don't know if they always do this. They have been doing it for these guest, guest stars. stars. Though, I didn't notice them do it for the woman from Spanx, but I could have just been out of the room or something. Okay. The Bethany one almost brought me to tears. She's overcome so much. It was just like... I mean, we've had these, like, housewives, like, how did we get here moment, like, specials. But, like, this was truly a Bethany how did we get here moment. Yeah. Like, it showed the whole journey, Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. like, Housewives, this and that. It showed, like, more Martha Stewart than it did Housewives, I think. Well, yeah. All they showed was, like, I think, pictures of her sitting at the reunion. Yeah, well, because it's ABC, so they can't use NBC yeah. footage, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, okay. It's like when they did the Jersey Shore yeah. reunion yeah. on E!, which was wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it was, I mean... If you have any interest in Housewives and Bethany, you must watch this episode of Shark Tank. I mean, it's Shark canon. Tank is a great show. I think, like, a lot of people in the world watch it. Like, pe- oh, yeah. It's, like, universally, like, loved. So, people are already watching it. They've probably already tuned in. They know what we're talking about. I hope so. But if not, I mean, it's not usually, like, we don't talk about it, so. Other than, like, in passing. Yeah. Okay, Scare Famous real quick. <clears throat> we're on Alaska Watch. She got six minutes this week instead of the three that she got the first week. And they were... For the second week. Great minutes. She had, like, a coming together with Eva, who will appear later this season in Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that's why we're still talking about Scared Famous. Yeah. because multiple stars. There's a lot of things going on. Um, It was very much like Alaska feels like the odd person in the house and yada, yada, yada. Which, are, which is really fucked up. Like, they could have thrown in one more drag queen. I think they're, like, seeing how the audience Testing reacts. The waters. And, like, 
it's new. Drag Race is new on the station. Yada yada yada. So well, I bet we'll see like Trixie and Katya for the next one together. But they're but they're now like Viceland people. Yeah, but it's still World Wonder. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> I I enjoyed that, and then I like the fact that she's in a hardcore alliance with Ava, Don. The Black Ink crew woman. Mm-hmm. It seems like Drita might also be in the alliance. I think Drita might come into it. One thing I liked about Drita that they're having the role they're having Drita play in this series the is matriarch. like the matriarch, the historian. She's the one like learning <laughs> the clues. She's the one like telling the entire story about like what allegedly happened in this house, like about like the dead twins. It's crazy because like she's Drita. Yeah. Like, well, I can see her house from where we sit. Well, the other great thing was the Alaska Drita moment where Alaska was like, are you Italian? And she's like, no, I'm actually Albanian. And Alaska was like, oh, wasn't Mother Teresa Albanian? And Drita was like, yes, she was Albanian. And then Alaska was like, you're the Mother Teresa of this house. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Uh, so we're still tuning in, but this episode, like... I cannot make, make heads or tails of what's going to happen on the episode. Like, no one got kicked off this episode. It doesn't matter. It's all about, like, that inner, inner house yeah. interactions. And, like, I think they, like, told some of them to, like, act scared. And they told some of them <laughs> just to, like, react, like, act like you would normally react. To, like, whenever something weird happens in the house and it's, like, broad daylight, <laughs> like, half of them, like, run to the other side of the house. And then, like, Alaska's like, what? It's like... <laughs> But yeah. I'm glad to see that Alaska is getting more airtime. The one thing that's so weird is like New York doesn't seem to be aligned with anyone other than just hooking up with a guy. <laughs> she also seems to be disappearing for large amounts of time. New York does? Oh, I didn't. There know was like that. a long period of last this week's episode where she was just gone, and I was like, "Are they just letting them like leave? <laughs> <laughs> like, is she doing a club appearance on the other side of like Savannah or something? I don't know. But I'm still tuning in." Until Alaska gets kicked off, at least I will be there every Monday. I think I'm too. I think I'm. I know all the characters now. I'm in for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. So let's talk about Atlanta. Atlanta. She's back. Season premiere. Nini's back. We didn't get any um catchphrase. Not catchphrases. Taglines. Taglines. We learned of it now in between episodes, but that was like annoying. There was no reason to be doing this. It wasn't like someone died and they had to have a somber start. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That, that was an interesting example, but I see what you mean. Yeah. But um, also, just like while we're talking about title cards and that sort of thing, Atlanta has a very New York new title card. I think it's like to an, to an extreme that we've never seen before. Like... They're all, they're all just standing all in a line. Peach. Yeah, sort of. I mean, Nini and Candy are the center peaches, but like they're in a line like New York was this year. Like it's not even. They're not trying to put them in a V but, formation at all. But New York was tighter, right? Like there's visible spaces in between each woman, mm-hmm. and like most of them are like from photo shoots from two years ago, right? Except Only for Nini. Nini is new. I wonder how they decide that. Yeah, I don't like it one bit. Um, so let's get into the episode. I love Bailey Lake, Lake Bailey. Yeah. Most beautiful housewives house to me. I feel like we can all like have a mini vacation there together. It would be so nice. Yeah. 
Um, like I, sit out on the little porch by the lake in a circle. The dock? The dock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the porch by the lake. Um, <laughs> I loved um, the Nini Kenya. <laughs> when they walked in, they were like, bloop, 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 bloop. Loved that. Yeah, that the was The sisterhood refreshing. is back together. Um, we start to find out about Kenya and Baby. And no Kenya... It sounds like you're saying so, Kenya's like hooking up with one of Carol's three animals. <laughs> yeah, with one of the kittens. Um, no, that's what they call... They call him Baby. Bay. Baby. Yeah, Bay or Baby. Um, mm-hmm. We he doesn't have a last name yet. More. Yeah. So we're, yeah, that's still a mystery, an unsolved mystery in this show. Um, we also check in with Old Lady Gang, which is a smash hit. Give us Old Lady Gang rules. Enough of these nonsense candy side stories. Give us what we care about. Candy has had so many shows on Bravo. It's insane. And it's like this is the one we need. We have a. Did you watch Escape? I haven't watched it yet. No. Like I'm planning on like. Tuning in at some point when I have nothing else to do. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Tiny. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I, w- I would have watched. If Old Lady Gang Rules followed Atlanta, I would have d- did a double feature. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> or make a show. Yeah, make a show where it's Old Lady Gang Rules where the Lisa Vanderpump is played by the Old Lady Gang. Yeah, of course. And then they have to like deal with like the Kristens and the Stassies yeah. of Atlanta. And then like... Candy could like come bop in and out. She can be like, uh, what's what's his name on Vanderbilt Rules? Like the co-owner, Natalia or something. Yeah, the one who Guillermo, the one who Chris <laughs> yelled, "Suck a dick!" Oh no, that wasn't even a co-owner. That was like an, oh, the manager. That was like upper management. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the moment the the 50th. reason we're here is Fifty Shades of Cynthia, which. Despite the fact that this is a birthday being celebrated, like, almost half a year after the actual birthday, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm signing on to it. Yeah, love a theme that involves people dressing like someone they know. I think that's a smart move. A lot of recognizable looks, too. I wouldn't mind other Housewives franchises picking up this theme Copy it. for future parties. Give us this before you give us another vaginal rejuvenation. Or we're going to escape the room. Or we're going to escape the room. Could you imagine people dressing up like different Ramonas? I'm trying to think, like, who would be someone who has had iconic looks? I think Ramona's had enough. Like, think about it. Like, her first seasons and the True Faith shirt. Then, like, I'm renewing myself. Older Cameron Diaz. Then, like, the mane of hair. And I think then... it's hard. I think it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. <clears throat> Is there, like, someone on Beverly Hills? Has a different looks. No, everyone kind of just stays the same. Cynthia is the true chameleon. Maybe give us a couple more years of Erica Jane. Mm-hmm. She pulls a look. Yeah, yeah, like a pink My Little Pony look. Mm-hmm. Like a t-shirt dress look. Maybe Fifty Shades of Dorit. <laughs> a gold-plated head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this party, we have a lot of outside visitors. We have. Sharice, is she the worst housewife of all time? She no Chiron. Be. No Chiron. I love when they didn't give her a Chiron, but they gave a Chiron to... Quad. Who, I don't know her other than her name, and that she's on Married to Medicine. Mm-hmm. Medicine. But maybe this is the perfect opportunity to take 
a call. Yes, because there's a third person who neither of us noticed during the episode. Yes. And thankfully, a caller, uh, namely Jessica, informed us that we were missing something. So let's take a listen. Hi, guys. This is Jessica, loyal listener, frequent caller. Try not to be a stalker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to see if you guys saw on the latest, on the premiere Real Housewives of Atlanta, that Miss Nina Bonina Brown was on there during Cynthia's um, 50th birthday party. I saw her and I was like, oh, this person, so familiar. Where do I? And then immediately I was like, Nina Bonina. <laughs> so I went to her Instagram page, sure enough. So just wanted to see if you guys saw it too. I'm sure you did. Um, okay. Love the podcast. Bye. Thank you, Jessica. The, oh, so <laughs> I did not catch that, but then I went and looked at Nina Bonina Brown's Twitter and she was like right in the action. Yeah. She was essentially center peach for the scene where Cynthia Bailey's like hosting the runway show. Right. And I was like, oh, is that her? And then I saw her clapping, and I was like, oh, that's like Definitely that's her. how Jessica recognized her. It's just like... Yeah. But what's interesting is that Nina Bonina promoted this appearance with, like, video of her watching a TV screen. Like, I'm surprised she didn't have, like, a shot from the event saved on her phone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like, it's as if she's a fan capturing this moment for the first time. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I would have liked a picture of her with, like, Nini, Nina Nini. I, like, don't think she cares. I think she, like, this is a moment in time for her. How did she show up? Like, (laughs) invited to a party, showed up, and, like, I'm very surprised she was there. Well, you know, I forgot about, I don't follow Nina on social media. I Mm -hmm. forgot her name on Twitter is actually like ATL Sexy Slim or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, she's from Atlanta. Yeah. Hence the peach that you posted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was just, I'm just like, I can't stop thinking about it, actually. It's like you and Joanne Trattoria. I know. Let's, let's get some other queens in the background of some shots. Yeah, I mean, if we could have like, um, the two queens who went on to do, Fashion queens. Let's get Nino Bonina as a recurring character. Yeah. I mean, like, let's get them in all cities. Like, New York has had uh, uh, Manila showed up in the background. Sahara, Davenport, may she rest in peace. I was at that event. Um, and oh, okay. let's, get some, let's get some others in the background there. Like, I'm actually surprised when we were at Hamburger Mur- Mur- Murray's, <laughs> Mary's in OC that we didn't get any um, drag queen... Drag Race Queens, because, like, I think Willem hosts Bingo there oh, sometimes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I only know that because I saw a video from last night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the missed opportunity, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Atlanta, is there anything else? So I think we should just, like, sort of talk about and lay, lay, lay the land out of what's going to happen here. We have Nini and Portia's fight, and Nini wants Portia, and they just say, fired. She and said she, she was on that show. Saying she wanted a Porsche fired. And when they say fired, 
the editors try to make it imply make make the implication that it is from the radio, radio show. show, but I think it's from this show that they're filming. Well, yeah, I mean, when Nini was on Watch What Happens Live, they addressed that. Oh, they did. I don't think I watched that. Oh, I did watch part of that episode, and then oh, I tweeted, okay. "No housewife should ever be on Watch What Happens Live." And then alone. you tuned out. <laughs> and then I tuned out. No, they. They acknowledge the fact that they were referring to, like, when someone called in and saying, like, who do you want off the show? Mm. And Nini said, frickin' frack. Uh, yeah, so the other, the other thing that, ta- like, that I noticed from this episode was we get Shamia again, mm-hmm. who I think really deserves a peach. And you've said the only reason she doesn't have one is because Kim and Nini came back. Yeah. At the end of last season, during the reunion, she was in the middle mm-hmm. of it all. And we said here that we would like to see her with a peach in hand come next season. Yeah. And I think Nini and Kim ruined that. That's too bad. Even though it, Kim doesn't even have a peach. Right, but I think it's, it's just like, like too, many, too many cooks. Yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. And then also we got a weird promo for Portia for Real podcast. Oh, yeah. Which has only had three episodes... Yeah, and one of the episodes is, like, not even, a, like, a real episode. Oh, really? It's, like, a few minutes long, I want to say. Oh. I only listen to them to, like, compare the quality to us. And it's, like, early Come Through Queen. <laughs> versus modern day Come Through Episode 80, Come Through Queen. Uh. So, she has some growing pains, but <clears throat> I don't know if she's, like, going to dive back into it now that... Like, they're promoting it? I also thought it was so interesting that she had a radio show and a podcast. And I get that the podcast is where she can be independent, but, like, can't you learn some tips and tricks from the people you work with? I know, I would imagine, I would imagine, like, she has access to people who know what they're doing more than, like, us two self-talk queens. Like, (laughs) one self-talk queen. Um... (laughs) But like the rare compliment, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping people would think I was talking about myself. But no, we know it's not. Um, but like a lot of podcasts have people who like oh, do it all for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a dream that would be. Hi, do you have anything else for Atlanta? Um, no. Looking forward to this season. It's going to be great. No, Kim, first episode. Yeah, I think she was in contract negotiations yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like a late announcement. Right, yeah. And also, it's weird, like, this episode is very much on the heels of the reunion, I feel like. Like, it, what do you, oh yeah, they're still Just talking about the reunion. Just like, out. Oh yeah. Like, totally. It, it feels like very New Jersey season three, four. Yeah, and they're still very much talking about Phaedra. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to OC, where we have yet another great episode, dare I say? (laughs) Good episode. I guess I'm just like, have the expectations set so low. It's like when you've been outside all day and you get like that first sip of water. Mm, It tastes so good. So great. Or like when you're asleep and you like get up to, it's all water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're still reeling a little bit from... Last week's episode where everyone stayed up late in a very unwell way, but they are going to have their, like, last dinner in Iceland. Yeah. And I feel like the only places we've been in Iceland is that mountain. That mountain in that hotel. Yeah. Like, they didn't go anywhere except for shopping shopping one one day. day. But, like, 
give us some more excursions. I wonder how, number one, how long they were there for. And number two was probably like when they were locked up in the hotel was the most interesting parts. Right. But like throw us, like bring us to one of those like, I don't know what happens in Iceland, never mind. But it is weird seeing as, as little as we're seeing from this trip, how much Vicky and Shannon are interacting. Mm-hmm. And they're interacting fine for the most part. Until we get to the Viking dinner. Until the Viking dinner. Uh... Okay. So we have... Peggy goes to Lydia's room to like complain for three hours, mm-hmm. causing Lydia not to be able to go to the Viking dinner with everyone else. Right. The only like interesting things about that was that we find out that Peggy has this like tape of Megan's baby crying, but Peggy also calls Megan that 35-year-old giraffe. Which Megan is actually 33. <laughs> god you get so into like particular ages right around where you are no it's just like in the context of this it's very interesting seeing where people land in relation to me like in real life i don't really care about that sort of shit i guess the mayor the mayoral candidate of new york doesn't count as real life yeah well that was just an interesting thing because it was like election day (laughs) (laughs) but also like like Okay, so he's talking about Nicole Molly <clears throat> Tacosis or whatever her name is, who lost. Yeah. I, when Dan like told me your age, it was right after you told me the age of someone else, and I was like, you're so obsessed with this. But then I was like, I realized on my next tab over, I was like 20 feet deep in a Carol Radswell Google image so search. Who are you? <laughs> so who am I to judge? <laughs> but that, that mayoral candidate is two years older than me, which I thought was Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, can I be the mayor? <laughs> I I think I would be a great mayor, actually. Of course you think you would be a great mayor. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'll have more on Carol Adswell at the end of the show because I can talk about what I found while we also talk about something else. Yeah, it's really sick. Okay. <laughs> and then Peggy's, like, hooked on that comment Kelly made where it's like, oh, your husband's going to call my husband? Well, my dad's going to call your dad. And then, like, Peggy flipped out because she thought she was like... Like, about the fact that her da- Peggy's dad died. Right. And she didn't let the, the, one, the dad who died, who she didn't let the brother go to the funeral because he's gay. Stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so she was like, so, allegedly, allegedly, according to um, Kyle Richard's mother in law. <laughs> God, this, this franchise is so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> okay. Viking dinner. Are we going to whoop it up? Vicky asks. That's literally, I said, Vicky asking the Vikings if we are going to whoop it up. And they don't respond, and her face was like, it contorted with such, Um, and then the fucking Vikings start singing. And this is the most annoying thing their behavior while the Vikings are singing, everyone had their phone up. That's my other line. The fact that, why are they recording? We're, we're, we're taping a TV show. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you like, want your footage going to be better than the TV show? If you want it for Instagram, I'm sure someone from Evolution would clip the Viking <laughs> singing for you so you can fucking post a full quality. But Every I, single one of them was know, doing it. Was it was so annoying. But that's also, like, not to be, like, a, a dad, but, like, at concerts these days, everyone, like, filming everything. We're going to get the tour DVD. It's going to be better than the shit you're filming. Who's going to get the tour DVD? No, but, like... 
the general populace, not you or I. Mm. But if you're so concerned with like remembering this concert event, like we're going to get better footage than you're filming on your stupid phone. No, agree. I think like there's a line like go up there for 30 seconds, get like the yeah. part of the song that you like, come yeah. down to put it up on Instagram. Get later. the hit song. When we were at Sean Mendez, which it's not someone I like nor yeah. I care about, there was that little homosexual in front of us who was filming for like 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then his phone ran out of battery and it's like, sorry, honey, you couldn't get your favorite song probably. Like, we don't need the album tracks. We need like title track Joanne. We need... Someone should have been filming a Joanne Trattoria when we were singing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, that's, I just like, it drives me up a wall. Yeah. So this is all about Vicky and Tamara bonding. And like, they're getting along a lot so that Shannon is getting jealous. I mean, Vicky and Tamara are sitting right next to each other. And Shannon is sitting next to her new best friend, Kelly Dodd. Oh my god. I, I actually love the two of them together. And Shannon Kelly would be like a good shipper name because it sounds very Irish. Mm, 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 yeah. Just don't even like splice the name at all. Yeah. Just put them together. Kelly, uh, but yeah, like I remember last season I wanted Kelly gone. And after this season I want Kelly to stay. I think we wanted her gone because she was really toxic yeah. and we knew a lot about what she had said in the past. Well, like, she's like racist and a piece of shit. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But in the blinders of the show where they don't show this... I'm enjoying her. Yeah. All these people are awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Tamara's getting Vicky to apologize to Shannon for all of the allegations that came out at the reunion last year about Mm. David. Vicky alleged that David like hit Shannon and all this shit. And Vicky has some bullshit like like aggressive apology. That's not really apology. And what Shannon says is, there's no feeling, there's no sentiment, there's no remorse. I stand with Shannon. There was no there was no feeling, sentiment, or remorse with her apology to Tamara either. Right. Like, she doesn't know how to just apologize. Right. And Shannon, but Shannon played it cool, actually, in the Viking dinner and said that all that stuff had the, in her confessional. And then fucking Tamara, right after they made up, Shannon was like, oh, I'm going to have a bite of my potatoes because they're, like, so good. And Tamara starts oh. yelling, don't eat the potatoes. Oh my god, the potatoes are the best part. Right, but it's like, <laughs> she's fucking shaming Shannon. I know. What a B.I. I mean, but spoiler alert, Shannon looks great at the reunion. So. Yeah. How about those potatoes? Good one. <laughs> so then we find out that Peggy and Lydia are coming after all. Well, but before that, Lydia's by herself in the cafeteria. <laughs> and then Peggy's like, let's go. <laughs> That cafeteria is the most, the weirdest place on earth. I love the cafeteria. Should we go there? Yes. That's what I, no, let's go to Gorgapasa before we go to the fucking cafeteria in Iceland. I think we should go to the cafeteria first. First? Really? We should go to Joanne again. We did Joanne already. Jo- Joanne again. Iceland. Mm. And then Gorgapasa maybe. And then Rails. No, we might have a report, a special report from Gorgapasa soon. Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lydia and Peggy. And then... Coming with limbs flailing. <laughs> as Lydia's wont to do. Yeah. Tamara was like, Lydia, you're so sexy. Or something. And I was like, okay. Ugh, right. um, so, this is where I'm like, Peggy, what are you doing? I don't really even remember like the chain of events, but... 
Peggy eventually whips out her phone and plays video of Megan's baby crying. Yeah, I think the train of events was like, Kelly tried to apologize to Peggy, but oh, yeah, Peggy yeah, yeah. doesn't want to hear the apology. So starts to pull out her phone, like about to play the video of like Kelly saying like something about her dad. Yeah. Then decides to play the video of the 35 year old giraffe. Which like Meg and like Megan was sitting on the opposite end of the table, and then like we got a cut, and then all of a sudden Megan was like right in front of Peggy. Mm-hmm. Sobbing. <laughs> um and so Peggy shows this video, or talks about this video, where Megan's baby was allegedly crying for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then everyone jumps in and says this is a tactic that yeah. Megan uses. Which, and like, which is yeah. a real life thing. Yeah. But like every single person around the table jumped to Megan's defense. We got the Shannons. We got the Vickies. We got the Tamras. Well, no. Vicky defends Peggy in the confessional, though. Oh, did she? She said... Like, oh, I don't like these women ganging up on her. Like, mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. But, like, Peggy, I mean, Vicky, ganging up is okay if the person is fucking wrong. Like, right. you can gang up when someone is wrong. But you don't, it's not like, I, I feel like that's very. Um, I feel like you hate Vicky and I can no, get behind that. I have a greater, I have a greater statement. It's like very about, the, very much about the political climate where, like, news outlets feel like they have to report, like, this and then like Hillary Clinton's like fucking up over here. It's like no, we could focus on the thing that's really fucked up mm-hmm. instead. Like we don't have to like pretend to play both sides. Right, 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 right. No, I get that. So that's that. That's a great point. <laughs> um I will say that like Peggy at that Viking restaurant, it was like blink and you miss it. It was like that all happened in three seconds. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she was gone. Yeah. And, like, Vicky was also gone, and then Peggy was mad at Vicky for not sticking up for her. Just, like... Yelling at her in the car. What is Peggy... Has she ever seen the show? Does she know what a real housewife is? No. What did she think she was getting into? Deco signed her up. (laughs) Okay, so then, like... Peggy disappears. We get a clip of (laughs) Kelly at 2.32 a.m. saying... I'm dying of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> and I screamed to the high heavens. And I love Kelly in this moment. <laughs> She's bringing comedy where we desperately need, need it. it. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. We need it bad. Um, so Peggy left Iceland by herself, flew out on another plane. They talk about how, like, even as bad as it was in Ireland, Kelly never left. Which yeah. is like the worst moment was in the in the in van the on the way oh. to the airport, so yeah. it's not like she could have left. Yeah, like but in the airport, everyone's like, no, no, it was like, uh, what's her face, the one who left, Heather, Heather, like, like get no one talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now we're back in America, which I don't. Well, I, before we get to America, I just want to say like, OC, just take more trips. Right. Was this the only trip we had? Yeah. Take a page out of New York. Let's go on three trips. Se- Can you believe the season finale is next week? Is next week wild? It feels like the longest season and the shortest season. Actually, p- speaking of political climates, like this past year has felt like the longest year and also the shortest mm-hmm. year of my mm-hmm. life. And that's how OC feels. Yeah. Damn. So we get back to the United States of America, mm-hmm. and Shannon decides to go to a doctor to address like <clears throat> all the issues that she's having. Which I think is the perfect time for a call from Lucy, who 
addresses Shannon's decisions and who she sees. So let's take a listen. Shannon saw the feng shui expert on episode two. She saw an actual doctor on episode 19. Shannon is unwell, and I pray for her. Thank you, Lucy. We're all praying. We're all praying for Shannon. But also, like, that doctor's thing was just, like... A scene. It was so anticlimactic. Yeah, he was like, your hormones are out of whack. They, like, made us go through, like, a whole commercial break, like, thinking something was going to be, like, Mm -hmm. she's going to die after this. Yeah. But no. Um, But that was... These two calls we got this week, perfect. Addressing one topic... The way a call should be. Yeah, so we we want to hear from you. Do you have we any? Do you have any things that we missed because they yeah. were just a <laughs> drag queen in the background of this crazy party? Do you have any thoughts like Lucy just had? Call us at seven one seven four seven freak. Yeah, and I can't believe she said this is episode nineteen. I know it feels like a lifetime. We went through nineteen episodes of the season. That's crazy. We've been complaining about OC for that many episodes. Ugh. Cancel it. Okay, so we have the finale next week, or is there anything else we need to talk about? Yeah, and the finale is a candle party. A Jimmy Evans sponsored candle party? I think so, but remember, like, Vicky yeah. walks up like, Oh, candle parties in the Midwest, where I'm from, or like, yeah. make some big scene. And like, this is a wedding. Yeah. So it's a Jimmy Edmonds affair, hopefully. Yeah. Should we go to Dallas? Let's go to the the big the big state of Dallas. The big D. The big D. I think they actually call it the big D. Really? I've seen like a Brandy Redman on Twitter call it that. First of all, it looked like the set looked like it was the Slytherin common room. Those it didn't look like Dallas. And I think they're trying to like fuck with Dallas here. Andy is playing them so dirty in so many ways, including the set for the reunion. Well, they're in New York. They're in New York. Don't let don't let this Slytherin set fool you. We're not at Hogwarts. But like, lighten it up a little bit. Like, throw a give us like a like a bale of hay. Maybe not that too on the nose, but like <laughs> maybe one of those like old timey stars mm. put on the wall. Okay, some shiplap. Something I thought was interesting was that Deandra mentioned the fact that D. Prepared her, like gave her prep questions for this reunion. I love that. I love that mother daughter bond. Um, <laughs> Dee and Deandra should be the first mother and daughter pair on Real Housewives holding something. Computer generated start. I feel like they could switch it up if Dee mm-hmm. joins. I think she likes feeling <laughs> the weight of something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brandy sounded like she had the time of her life the night before in New York City. She probably did. Monumental. It's monumental. (laughs) New York City. Her voice changed throughout this episode, but at the start of it, she was like very gravelly. Yeah, but then she found her voice, didn't she? She found her voice. I, let me say, I wasn't the biggest fan of like the trajectory of this week's episode i don't think these girls know how to do a reunion right you can't it can't be bridge it can't be scorched earth 
Like, things can't be so crazy that you can't come together for, like, a hug at the end. Yeah. Otherwise, half of y'all are going to be fired. We saw that in New York season four. Yeah. So I think that right couch was being very scorched earth. Yeah. And I know that, like, near the end, you disagree. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think throughout most of the episode, they just, like, they couldn't relent and, like, put some things aside with Leanne, who is on a TV show and she's being a star. Being a star. (laughs) And y'all are being, like, the three ones who had to be on the episode together because no one cared at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are your other thoughts? Okay, Brandy. We, I feel like this is where we discover that Brandy was relieving the shit stir with the, the vagina doctor OBGYN debate. Because, mm-hmm. like, Carrie never said anything mm-hmm. to Leanne about it. So yeah. it was, like, really Brandy, like, stirring it all up. Which is interesting because, like, I feel like she's not normally the one to produce in this series. Maybe. It seems like now that we're seeing more, she is. Yeah, maybe she is. Uh, the other thing was how, like, the story kept changing with, like, how Leanne got from her home to the day she went to the surgery. Mm-hmm. Like, she took a Xanax, or she took something, she, or she doesn't know what she took. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems very weird to me that you're taking medication ahead of a surgery. I feel like usually when you're going in for a surgery, you're supposed to, like, not eat, not do anything, just show up, and then they take care of business. I don't know. I feel like there are some surgeries where you do, but I don't, I can't, I'm not a medical professional, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. Okay. Um, I will say, weirdly, Cameron was like a breath of fresh in this reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, because it was so... Cameron and Deandra. Yeah. Left couch. All know their roles. Yeah. They know how to play the game. Right couch wanted to throw everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. So they want to they want to take down Leanne. They don't want to be on this show with Leanne but then anymore. What's the show? Yeah. Like, are we just gonna like hang out? There's no show without <laughs> Leanne. You have to have her. Yeah. And I'm sorry, one of y'all is gonna have to be friends with her next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steph, step up. Come on, someone's yeah. got to do it. It's not gonna be caring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the other thing was, it was so Looney Tooney when Leanne was justifying like the safety of throwing the glass saying that she threw it behind her and thus it's okay. <laughs> like as if she controls how the glass breaks into shards. Hey, she's a professional. She, she knows, knows what she's she, doing. She's like a, she's done a controlled woman, <laughs> some controlled carnival tricks that she pulled out for that. Okay. Carrie at the end, you and I disagree with this. No, I, you don't disagree. I don't disagree, but it's one of those things where the reaction from Leanne to it and even Deandra was much more entertaining and made it for me than like, <laughs> I don't fucking care if like you think it's justified that Mark oh. will come on. No, I mean, their reaction was funny, but like in the reality of the situation, like if everyone's like talking shit about Carrie's husband, like. He should be able to fucking say something. Right, I know, but I like... respond to it. I like the thought that, like, Bravo (laughs) probably told Leanne one thing and then did something different. Well, the conceit is that Bravo told Leanne no husbands. 
We're not looking to hear from Rich. I want to hear from Rich. What has Rich got to say? I follow him on Twitter. No, He's embraced he, 280. He has a Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> he fights with, like, Brandy and Carrie. No, Carrie. God, he's really taking a page on Mark Duper. Well, I book. mean, actually, Rich should, Rich deserves to be there too because he was attacked. We saw the. Don't roll your saw, eyes at we me. Saw, <laughs> we saw Leanne's <laughs> pictures combating the attack of a small package. So yeah, it's but he's closed. The the fact okay the closed set line like is so inner workings of a TV show to me that like. Is why it works so great. Like, isn't clothes set for when, like, someone's doing, like, a nude scene or something? But, like, they obviously told her there are going to be no, like, husbands or, Mm -hmm. like, guests. And she, because she's a professional who has worked in films, Mm. uh, was like, oh, it's a clothes set. Yeah. So it ends with her walking off going, it's clothes set. And then Deandra trying to be like to Andy, it's a close set. <laughs> As Mark Duper is walking in. You know what? I'm just glad they have two episodes this reunion. Yeah, same. After last year where they were done dirty with one episode. They flew them all the way out only for one episode. Andy also seems like checked out this reunion. <laughs> like he doesn't give a fuck. It's like, can I want to shake him and be like, Please care, care for these women. Especially, like, you know what? What's funny? Like, he didn't care all throughout the season. But then I feel like the fan response for the season was, um, like, everyone everyone was hooting and hollering about how good this is. Right. Like, can you be excited now? Even some of his staff members on his show, one of his staff oh, members yeah. said that uh, Dallas season two is the best of 2017. Yeah. Best Housewives of 2017, which would include the end of Atlanta. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, what, I watched One Happens Live when Leanne was on it. Andy, like, finally seemed to be into it. Like, more than when um, the others had been on. Mm, well, you know, I can't give... I can't... <clears throat> I can't knock him for that. Because, like, the right couch, as, like, interesting as they can occasionally be, I don't think are, like that fun to interact with in real life. Right. That, which is why you need to pair people up with people. Yeah. Like we were just watching the Kristen Chenoweth with Brandy thing. Yeah. And that at least was more interesting. More lively. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Leanne Kelly pairing was perfect. Ooh. Amazing episode. Yeah. Okay. Should we go over to New, New Jersey? Jersey? Yes. Beautiful episode. <laughs> Love it. Even though t- tree is away. And then Alex said this morning, as we were like recapping the episode last night, was this the first episode Danielle was not in? And I said, no, she called Teresa while in Puerto Rico. Right. Okay. Like, I don't like solo episodes of Watch What Happens Live. I hate when they send a housewife to a vacation. I know. Alone with their family. And no, and Teresa's not an exception. I but know it's that. It's going to be anyone. It's going to be Teresa. Nope. Nothing interesting happens. Except for, like, maybe Melania crying. Okay, but I want... Even though I support the concept of her going on vacation with her family without any other housewives, I thought it's so fucked up that she had that conversation with Melania on camera. Right. It's, like... It's, like, sad, 
just the, the topic, but also sad that she now has to like live with this conversation being like on Hulu 10 years from now. She sold her soul to, if any housewife sold her soul to this show and can never get out, really, it's Teresa because she relies on this show so hard in the show. This particular franchise relies on her. Yeah. Where she's willing to have these like fucked up moments on screen. And I think it's... In most housewives have, have like moments where they'll be like no, no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Teresa's never going to be one of those. And I think it's telling that we never get a line from Gabriella on this show. Yeah. Cause she knows she doesn't want to talk about this shit like on camera. Uh-huh. And like I'm not calling for Teresa to be fired. Just like I'm calling for Teresa to act like a housewife and Make your drama about, like, you interacting with the other women, not with your family. You know, there, I mean, there's, I think there's, like, levels to it. Like, the drama, like, drama could be, like, oh, she's not disciplining her children. Like, we could have, like, a scene of the kids running wild, and then Melissa saying, like, you gotta, like, say something. And, like, that be it. But, like, her talking to Melania about, like, how she feels about the fact that, Joe's away and this mm-hmm. and that is just like a bridge too far for me. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that they've started to add housewives who are bringing stuff and maybe we can retire, Teresa. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at the doctor. Oh, no, first oh, of all, Soggy and Dolores, the doctors. Before we get into that, we don't have to talk about Margaret's scene, but like her mother has eyelashes on her car's headlights mm. and that's a beautiful thing beautiful <laughs> although i feel like we're trying to make marge senior happen and i don't think she's actually gonna happen right she was already behind the bar last night yeah. on watch what happens live i like she's not a star she's not a mom elsa she's not yeah. a d, d senior yeah and it says something that d's not running behind the bar yeah D's tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're at the doctor's office. Dolores is leaning into her denim looks this season. Yep. Like, does she live in that outfit? I think she, she does. Is she like Lisa Simpson? <laughs> I love how Soggy Flicker doesn't want to be Soggy Flicker anymore. So she gets pellets injected into her ass. I don't really know what that means, I don't but know what I like. I usually hate a doctor scene, but for some reason. You were I, fine with it. I liked it. Okay. Also, Dolores dragging Tree and Danielle. Oh, I have the quote. Frank treats me with more respect than Joe Giudice ever treated Teresa on a good day. Dolores has snapped. (laughs) Like, I think saying that is worse than saying Teresa only cares about money. Yeah, you know what? But she's defending herself, so it makes it a little better. Because people were dragging her mm, last mm, week. Mm, mm, mm. And I actually find this storyline interesting and refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something we've never really seen before in like this sort of way. And once we get to Dolores and Margaret, which I think we can talk about now. Cause sure. I'm not, like, otherwise, it's like throwaway scenes of Joe and... Melissa trying to... Oh, do we not want to talk about that at all? I mean, it's like they're dealing with the daughter and, like, they... Joe wants to be really strict. Well, no. Well, we start with Gino, like, oh, do you have any girlfriends? And and he has three. So then Joe, like, 
high fives him. Mm-hmm. And then Antonia's not allowed to have a girl, a boyfriend for like Til 30 she's 30. Years. So that's messed up. But also like, I feel like it's so... Like, this how- is why I can't believe that you picked him to marry in that game we played earlier. No, but I feel like I could talk him down. Because it's like, if, you, if we continue down this path, she will never tell us anything that's going on. Because it's in her interest to not say anything. Are you playing the role of Melissa Gorga right now? No, I am, actually. <laughs> no, because... That got really weird for a second. <laughs> no. I, but, and I feel like I'm like articulating it better than she did. Despite of course my, you are. <laughs> despite my, my Gabrinay Sauvignon slur. Oh, my God. Uh, but I just feel like that's like such a, a weird position to take, is to be so crazed... That you actually like fuck it up more than like in the worst direction. Right. But like, as we've learned from what's been going on in the world, men are awful, Mm-mm. especially Mm-mm. cis heteros. Like, he's not thinking about this. He's thinking about like how macho and great he looks in front of his friends, in front of TV audiences and like fucking Andy Cohen has played into it for years and like made Joe Gorg think he's like, like this fucking God. He's not. I was actually at boxers, um, in Chelsea on Monday. And I I was like, Oh, this is where Joe Gorga like (laughs) stripped on a table. I mean, Joe Gorga is a babe though. I don't find any babeness in a misogynist. Oh my god, alright. Who's a monster. <laughs> I could like separate the two things in my brain. So could you separate Kevin Spacey and like House of Cards now? I don't watch House of Cards. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's not a babe. And he's also a piece of shit. So that's that. <laughs> Just calling it like it is. Um, so let's get to Dolores and Margaret. Okay. This is a beautiful... We thought it was going to... I thought it was going to be a matriarch to matriarch, Danielle and Caroline, you're a clown, sit down. But it ended up being a matriarch to matriarch... Beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. Even uh, though it seems as though like that has not continued past this. Though, Margaret did tweet something nice about Dolores today. Actually, you know what? Now, the more I think about it, as... Like, she will continuously drag Siggy, but, like, I think she tries to play a little neutral with Dolores. Yeah, I think what I need to do, I think I need to unfollow all of them. Hmm. Like, I need to unfollow every single one of these, like, newer housewives. Because they don't know how to play the game. They don't know how to play it. Like, Luann doesn't talk about anything on her Twitter. Other than, like, the Ross collection. Like... (laughs) Dressing up as Diana Ross. Oh. It's all Ross, Ross, Ross. <laughs> Ross Matthews. <laughs> not Ross Matthews. No. Okay. Uh, so we learn a lot about Margaret in this matriarch to matriarch. We learn a lot about both of them in this matriarch to matriarch. Mm. We learn why Dolores is such a loyal friend to Sig. Because for years, all of the other women in Franklin Lakes... We're dumping their children. On Dolores, because Dolores was the one single mom, so when all the couples went out, they would dump their children on Dolores? And not invite them. <laughs> it's, like, wild. It's really wild. Which is so crazy, because, like, I grew up with a single mom, and 
Oh, I guess... Did they dump children on her? No, my mom would go out, like... They didn't do a lot of couples things. My mom would go out, like, at least, like, on a Friday night with, like, her girlfriends, even mm. if they were married. And mm. then, like, I guess couples would go out on a Saturday night. My mm. mom would, like, do... My mom had multiple friends. My mm. mom didn't just... Yeah. I, it's not Franklin Lakes. It's yeah. fucking East Cobb, Georgia. So it was a little different. Okay. But, um, yeah, so we learned about that. And then... Margaret has three stepchildren, 8, 14, 16, when she met Jan Josephs. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize they had that whole history. Right. And then she had her own child with Jan. She loves all these children. Joe Benino comes into the picture. Two of three stepchildren seemingly don't speak to her anymore. And I would assume it's the 14 and the 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they were older. Yeah, they probably, like, it was like two years and out. Like... You're not my real mom and you never will be or whatever. Yeah. I see it. Like, I see why the kids don't want, have, don't want anything to do with her. Like, I get it. But it's interesting that Jan still has a relationship with her. Right. And it's like, very, it's not very similar, but it's sort of similar to Dolores and Frankie. Yeah. Not as close, but like, they're still like friends. Well, yeah, that's interesting. And then. I wonder how old Jan and Margaret's child is. We could probably research that pretty easily. Yeah. We'll get back to y'all. It seems like he's got he or she's got to be out of the house. That would make sense. Because they had like a, a long marriage, I think. Like 20 years or something. Yeah, otherwise, and also like otherwise the kid would be like feature Tina on the show. Yeah, but given everything with, like, the stepchildren, maybe she just doesn't want anyone on it. Maybe. Yeah. So she's bringing Marge Sr. instead. <laughs> and then Siggy and Dolores have a dinner. With, uh, with, uh, what's... what's Michael Campanella? Michael Campanella and oh, Frankie. Oh, God, Michael Campanella. The, the way that she fawns over him it's... is nauseating. And... Pe- pellets or no pellets? I just don't like the full name. Yeah. Like, the only person I like who says people's full names Shannon is Shannon Bador. Yeah. Um, when Shannon said Peggy's full name this past episode, I forgot to say that, but, yeah. like, that was one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's all about Siggy and Margaret are going to give it another chance. But Siggy seems to not want to forgive her. I know, but, like, at this, after Dolores convinced like said all of the stuff about margaret siggy was like okay i'll give it another chance yeah but like spoiler alert we know what's going on now <laughs> this is why i don't follow anyone yeah. um this week's episode i thought was going to be really boring but it ended up being yeah despite Teresa being away and danielle not visibly being in the episode it's all about margaret and dolores yeah, dolores margaret- uh, you're gonna say margaret is no margaret like gave a good episode but also dolores is like Doing a hundred times better than she did last season. Yeah. And then Margaret did very well in Watch Thumbs Live. With Cheyenne Jackson. Other than the part where, like, Andy was, like, misgendering callers. That was so (laughs) jarring. jarring. Like, also as someone who... I still have a pretty high voice, but, like, when I was... A young, when I was like a teen, mm-hmm. when I would pick up the phone and be like, hi, hello, Davis <laughs> residence, people would be like, Mary Lou? 
And I'd have to be like, no, I'll get her. (laughs) To the point where when I was like in middle school or whatever, you know, those talk boy phones that they had, like I would use that on the deeper setting when I would pick up the phone. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. No, it was a talk boy phone. So it wasn't just a talk boy. It was like a built into the like receiver. (laughs) That's sick. Well, Someone was embarrassed on national television just for having a high voice last night. So, like, you can see what I was Mm. dealing with. Okay. I don't really remember the previews for next week. I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful episode, beautiful episode. (laughs) Okay, so let's get to the Freak of the Week. And I have a subsequent story after we talk about the Freak of the Week that involves it. Who's our Freak of the Week, Brendan? So, our Freak of the Week is... Mary Saul Patton from The Real Houses of Miami. And May I she rest like, in peace. I feel like we've named her Freak of the Week before. Definitely. Um, so this morning when I was like scrolling through Twitter as I was leaving my apartment, I noticed someone had tweeted at Carol Radzowell this screenshot of the most unwell Instagram post from Luann, which we should talk about for a second. Because... Graphic design is Luann's passion. It is seemingly, okay, it's unwell on many levels because if you think about where all these photos are from, these are from, it's a photo of, sorry, it's a photo of the cast of Real Houses in New York, basically saying, like, implying that everyone's back in for the next season. But the photos are taken from screenshots, not of the title card, but from everyone's individual intro where they say their line. Because they're in the red dresses that they wear in that. The red and black dresses that they wear in that. It looks so crazy. But it's like tiered. So on top it's Tinsley, Luann, and Dorinda. And then With on the, Luann is like center peach. Luann is... It's, it looks like a family tree almost. And then on the bottom it's Carol, Bethany... Bethany like center peach also. And um, Ramona and Sonia. So it's like already this most unwell post that I loved. And then someone tweeted to Carol a screenshot of the comments and it is Mary Saul Patton failed Real Housewives of Miami saying is the girl on the bottom left (laughs) is the girl on the bottom left is the girl on the bottom left who is Carol Radswell is she pregnant she can't be right so that's seemingly two digs like implying that Carol Radswell, who just ran the New York City Marathon, looks visibly pregnant in that photo, and also that she's too old to be pregnant. It's so crazy. And then how did Carol respond? Carol, Carol responded, LOL, I expect nothing less than dumb and rude from Countess Luann's best friend. Best buddy. Best buddy. I roll emoji, hashtag jealous. And I I don't like when these kind of reality stars, like, say that others are jealous, but I actually believe it in this Mm -hmm. circumstance. Because, like, Marisol Patton, what's she doing? In this world. Who is she in this world? And I actually don't think, I think some people reading into this as, like, a dig at Luann also. I don't think it's necessarily a dig at Luann, I think, in this case. Um, Carol knows Marisol maybe personally and has maybe had a spat with her and is just stating facts. I would like to also mention late breaking news. This photo has seemingly been deleted from Countess Lawrence's Oh my Instagram god. Post, uh, which I was talking to Brendan earlier today, like, 
the housewives are usually supposed to keep quiet about like when they're filming, who's coming back, da da da. Right, like, like you can post a photo of like you and someone at like an event. Like Bethany posted a photo of her, Tinsley, and Ramona today at some event last night at the museum. You're allowed to do stuff yeah. like that. You're not allowed to like imply that. Like the girls are back in town. Um, but I feel like Luann did something like that last year where she like posted a video of herself being like, I can't wait to start filming today or something. But like, especially as someone who has had their apple revoked for right. the season, she should be on her best behavior. Yeah. So I just want to like really quickly before we move on to the queen, talk about my weird Google searches of Carol Radswell from the other day. I forget what even terms I put in there, but I was shocked to come across a photo of Carol and photos, photos of Carol and Jared Kushner looking cozy at an event that turned out to be the 2007 premiere of a Michael Moore documentary named, which one was it? Sicko. Sicko. Oh, yeah, the healthcare one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not dragging Carol at all because yeah. back then we. I, that was like Bush's America back then. Yeah, and up, up until like a year ago, Jared Kushner was a proud Democrat. <laughs> yeah. So no blame on Carol there. You can find, though, if you like, if you want to like a fun little romp through. The wilderness of Google. Just search for Carol's name and you'll find a lot of like weird press photos from her from like the mid 2000s, way before she was ever on the show. Cause she was like. But it's also like not the stylish Carol that we know. Right. Like a sort of like, I don't know. It was kind of like a Tinsley look. Yeah. But it was like. That it was, that, it was the, of the time. Yeah. Tinsley just like was at her biggest in 2007. So yeah. it was never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. But who's our queen? Our one true queen is, I can't even believe we're saying this, Fifi O'Hara, the Bethany Frankel of drag. Yep. So new Now Next reports, Fifi O'Hara may have been cast as a villain on RuPaul's Drag Race, but last night she was the clear hero. The season four queen produced Queens United, a benefit in Minneapolis for Puerto Rico that brought together a record 28 drag race veterans. She says, I'm totally breaking brand for this. It's powerful. It's showing how much power one person can do, whether you have a TV persona uh, people like or not. This is reality. O'Hara hooked up with flip phone events and LGBT promotions company and landed a venue with some major pop culture pedigree. Prince got his start at, the fa- at First Avenue. Uh, ticket sales alone brought in $50,000 and organizers expect... Uh, to hit O'Hara's fundraising goal of between seventy-five dollars and $100,000 when all is said and done. Among the performers were Bob the Drag Queen, Katya, Alexis Michelle, Jiggly Caliente, and Ginger Minj, who emceed with Nisha Lopez. That's weird, because I would never expect Nisha I know, Lopez I thought to be Bob, an MC. I thought Bob was going to be emceeing, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. I feel like Ginger actually is like the preferred MC of like drag race culture these days. Well, we know days. that she was emceeing an event at... Pump that friends of the show Jamie Missy's attend yeah. attended last week. It used to be Bianca, but I think Bianca graduated. So anyway, Chad Michaels lip synced to believe in full share regalia. Jay Jolie gave us a pitch perfect Taylor Swift, and Pandora Box resurrected Barb from Stranger Things with a Justice for Barb sign. Pandora <laughs> Box. Uh... All Stars season three competitor Milk had the house in a tizzy sashaying on stage in a black <laughs> trash bag to the. 
Did you ever feel like a plastic bag line of Katy Perry's firework repeatedly? I think I've seen her perform that. that. Yeah. Like, I want to say it was a video from after DragCon at Posh. Yeah. So the, the performers all donated their time as well as tips and merchandise sales. Several had connections to Puerto Rico, including Yara Sofia, who was born on the island. Her infamous catchphrase, Esha Palante, uh, has a deeper meaning since Hurricane Maria. O'Hara, it means keep moving forward. Yeah. O'Hara hopes to keep moving forward with her charitable work, perhaps reuniting with the Queens for benefits for HIV, AIDS, and breast cancer. Queens United is a great name. I hope we bring it back because our president is not doing his job. We have to step up to the plate. It's actually, the, her quotes could be Bethany's quotes. It literally sounds like Bethany. It's insane. Like, Bethany was on, uh, not watching Women's Life, like an MSNBC show shortly after she started her Puerto Rico yeah. stuff. And I, is Fifi O'Hara doing cosplay as Bethany? <laughs> like, we know she's a cosplay queen. I know, she was a little video gamer cosplay queen. And now she's Bethany Frankel drag. We should tweet at her to do Bethany Frankel drag. Yes. I'm going to do that right now. I agree. Okay, so what a week. What a, what a busy went, week. We just really went through the gamut. Surprise, we're only at an hour 32 right now. But thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. Uh, that's you, it for this week. You can follow Dan at IDK, IDK, and me at not Brendan. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, leave a review while you're there. Uh, and you can go on Twitter, Facebook. And now that like New York is filming and all that, we want to we want to hear your like tips about like what's going on in Housewives World. So call us at seven one seven four seven freak. Yeah, if you see something, say something. Please keep it to one topic. These calls this week, beautiful. We can listen, address it. Like continue on. We love everyone, but we don't need to hear your review of an entire episode of a show. That's what we're here for. <laughs> okay. So, uh, like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.